Welcome to HBM Ministry. This is the broadcast that is very important at this moment for you to listen. Today I want to speak on a subject, what does God expects of me? And that's the question that you will have to answer. What does God expects of you? And I want to read from the book of Matthew chapter 5, and just a very important piece of scripture here in this book, that Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 in the Bible, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to cast under and to be trodden on the foot of man. We go on to verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. But my friends, this is very interesting because we hear so much about salt and we hear so much about light. And I sometimes wonder if we really understand what Christ was trying to explain to his disciples here. Early on in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, we'll find that Jesus passed by and saw, his, saw these men. At that time, they were really not his disciples. It was just Peter and John. He walked in by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers, or fishers of men. He passed by, Jesus passed by and saw them, and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I have a great concern about this because today, we find that our church is divided into two things, either one of two. Either we are preaching a comfort care gospel or we are preaching a soul winner's gospel. Whatever we put ourselves into to preach is what our church is going to reflect, what the people in your congregation will reflect. They're either going to be talking about their problems and need nurturing and pacifying about their problems, or they are going to be talking about the concerns of the lost life. That's one of the things that happens many times. We drive ourselves into a situation where we can create a pacifying church, or we can create a church that is hungry, 
to see others get saved. Now Jesus spoke to his disciples. Notice what he said. Follow me. Where they were really not his disciples yet. They were men that he just met. And he's going to make them his disciples. Follow me. And I will make you fishers of fishers or fishers of men. Whichever word is better for you. He didn't say, follow me. And the fish that you cannot catch, I will provide it for you. He didn't say that because why he didn't say that? That was not priority at, at the moment. Fishes of men, I'm sure they had some kind of question. Fishes of men, are we going to put bait in men's mouth and drive and just drag them in to our homes? Fisher of men? No. Right there, initially, what Jesus did is to let these men know the goal of life. The aim of my purpose being here on earth. And he wanted to gather these men together and make them the church that was coming. Because Jesus was going to be here for almost three years of ministry. Now, in his time here, he couldn't compass the entire earth. Certain portions, he was able to preach the gospel. So what he's going to do, he's depending on you and I, the disciples, as well as you and I, to do and to get into the places and preach the gospel to the souls that needs it. Because he didn't get the chance to go there. And of course, it would be he in you, his Holy Spirit, spreading all over the world. My friends, if you go to the four corners of the world, you will find Christians there spreading the gospel of salvation. Well, after he spoke to them about fishers of men or fishers, now he comes to the point where he tells them in Matthew chapter 5, that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What is this? Now, he called them fishes of men. They got that. But now he's designing a walk for them, a life for them. And may I ask you today, who designed your life? Your, your walk? Who designed your life? What are you walking in? And what are you doing? Is that, was that design of God? Or did you get up and design something and say, this is the way I'm going to live? And nobody tried to change my mind because this is best for me. I don't care who designed it for you and what it looks like. Except you walk in what God's design and plan for your life is. You may think that you're getting somewhere and you're doing well. You'll find out at the end of it all. You did not accomplish anything or nothing else but rubbish. An empty win. In order to be successful, you must walk into the plan of God. 
You say to me, successful? I've known of people who are not successful. They have money and they're not saved. That is just a passing moment. Money and things are just a, for a passing moment. I am talking about eternal life. I am talking about the plan of God in your life that when you leave this earth, there is another life, an eternal life that awaits you. And you can step right into it all because you walk in the design plan of God. So when Christ told these disciples that, he designed it. He designed them, what he wants them to do. And so, my friends, it grips their heart when he said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. They needed that at the moment. Why did they need that? Christ said that to them, that they might be indeed what is expected of them to be. Because listen to where they're coming from. Look where they're coming from. From the sea, fishermen. And what were they surrounded with? They're surrounded with Judaism religion. That's all they heard for the time that they've been around. And one thing, my friend, that's going to be in question for the rest of the people who are noticing these guys following Jesus, a person that they don't know anything about. The question is, do you really know who you're following? That's what the society around them would ask. That's what the people that are close to them would ask. You know nothing about this man. My friends, they took the chance. It wasn't about their faith at that time. They took the chance and they said, you, you know what? This is new. I'm going to follow him. And he told them, you are the light of the world. They needed it because they have all the oppositions against them because they make that choice. Whenever you choose to walk with God, for you who are not saved and even you that are saved, whenever you make that choice of walking with God, you will begin to walk into some struggles that you've never ever faced before. The odds are against you. The people who don't understand, never understood you, they will be talking about you. They will make you feel like you made, you made one of the worst decisions in your life. But what they don't know, you have just made a decision that will seal your eternal destiny. There's nothing greater than a child of God walking in the fullness of God, made a decision to serve the Lord, walking in his fullness, walking in joy, in peace, in love, with kindness, with humility, with passions, with affections for others. There's nothing greater than that. My friends, because when you do that, you are fulfilling exactly what God wants you to be. It's not about the platform and the stage and the people who know you and the things that you can get that makes you look good. It's about serving God in his fullness and be genuine in what you believe. Yes, the odds are against these disciples because it's new for them. It's new for everyone to follow a man that they didn't know anything about. And so Jesus 
Lift them up by saying you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And they needed that because they were going to suffer. They needed to know that Christ thinks so much of them because they're going to suffer. They needed to know that their hands, their lives are in the hands of the omnipotent one because they're going to suffer. When they put their lives in the hands of the omnipotent one, my friends, they wouldn't mind suffer at all. And so saying that you are the salt of the earth would encourage them and support them under these sufferings that they would have to face. Although it's hard, it's tough, and it's still hard for many of you, and it's still tough for many of you, but you've made the right choice to become salt of the earth. And of course, with that salt of the earth statement comes your blessing. You don't have to ask God to bless you. When you put your hands in your life in God's hands, you are already blessed. When you come to him, you're blessed. You don't have to run around and dance around and roll around the floor to ask God to bless you. You are walking into the, the blessed one, Jesus Christ. When he puts blessing on you, not a single person could take that off of you. So they didn't mind. They didn't mind at all. Listen to me, my friends. To all of you who are hearing me today, the prophets before, before the disciples, before you and me, they were the salt of the land of Canaan. But here is a, a more important position. The apostles and the disciples and you are the salt not of Canaan. That's only a part of the whole world, but you are the salt of the whole earth. Why? Because you must now go into all the world and preach the gospel. Look at this, a handful of men. How are they going to get this gospel into the whole world? And I'm sure this was a discouraging moment for them because the whole world, the responsibility of the whole world lies before them to preach the gospel. And there were just so few of them and they were so weak. What could these few do? What could these weak men do? What could they do? Is it possible for them to get into a large province as the whole earth? Listen, absolutely not impossible if they do it the right way. Nothing at all is impossible with God. They were not going to get to the whole world by some force, muscle their way through to the whole world. They would drop before they reached even a third of the world. But there's a way. This was going to get done. How were they going to do it? They were going to do it silently. They were going to work the way 
that salt work silently just like salt you say to me how does salt work what do you mean by this dr Moss? here's what it means one handful of salt would diffuse its savor far and wide it would go into a great way very far very deep and work intensively and irresistibly as leaven does you ever seen someone put leaven in a bread just a little leaven you get a whole bunch of loaves out of a, a little leaven that's exactly how salt would work you cook many times or your mama cook or somebody cooks for you you know this they would put a big pot on the fire they only manage to put one tablespoon or one teaspoon full of salt in that food and it make the food huge pot of food tastes very good that's salt that's how salt work here's how it's going to work for you my friends you keep telling somebody about salvation you keep preaching that gospel or speaking it to somebody and what it does the person you tell if they listen they become receptive it will change their life they will give their life to jesus it will change their life they will go on and tell somebody if they're receptive again it will change their lives and that person will go on and tell somebody it's like the domino effect it goes on and on but who started it you who started it first as a disciple to tell somebody about the love of jesus christ it goes on until it reaches to the far end of the earth starting with just you and if every Christian was to do that today. That's exactly how the gospel would spread into the uttermost part of the world like salt diffuses and continue to diffuse. Not a single person can stop it. It will continue just like leaven does and reaches to wherever it has to go. That's what the Bible means. When he said you are salt of the earth. Jesus gave them an example of living in Matthew chapter 13 verse 33. He said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leaven. You just need to start somewhere. You don't need a whole bunch of crowd. You just need one or two. And then the message will go on out of your mouth into somebody's life out of their life into another person's life and it goes right on you were preaching the gospel and you didn't know that so many lives were going to be touched with you starting at one my friend the doctrine of the gospel is salt it is penetrating quick and powerful like hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 said it reaches the heart according to Acts chapter 37 and in Leviticus chapter 2 verse 13 we find salt required 
in all of the sacrifices offered. That's who you are, my friends. You are needed. You are necessary for the moment. Without you, wherever you stand, it can be a sour moment if you're not there. But when you stand there, it can be a sweet moment because you are speaking the gospel and somebody, some heart is hearing it and it's going to go on to the next person and to the next person. Every Christian, especially ministers, are the salt of the earth. If the disciples be as they should be, as salt, listen my friends, if you and I be as we should be as salt, and the disciples as they should be as salt, here's what can happen, here's what it is, salt is white and small and broken into many grains, but very useful and necessary. That's what we would be. We're not useless people as long as we walk in that design plan that God planned for us. We becomes like we become like grains, white little grains, but very useful and necessary. We're necessary in our homes. We're necessary in the crowd that are around us, in the workplace. We're necessary because we're salt. Some of the reasons why things are holding up where they are, whether it's your job or in the home, is because the salt is there. You are there. If you're taken out of there, everything goes down because the salt is missing. Without salt, human life cannot be sustained. We need it for that. So what the disciples are to be within themselves is seasoned. The disciples are supposed to be like that. Just like you and I are the same seasoned. We must season the gospel. We mustn't talk any old nonsense. Season the gospel with the salt of grace. It must be a graceful gospel. It must touch the heart. Season it with grace. And season it with thoughts and season it with affections. Season it all over the world and nations. All of it shall be seasoned. Not a word that come out of your mouth. It's the gospel must come out without the seasoning of grace. When you speak, it must be that. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, 6 said, Let your speech always be seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. Because you live in a world where questions that are tossed on you are very tempted, tempting for you to react in a way that is ungodly. You have to watch when you are answering and responding to people because they draw you, they bring you to a point where you will say some of something that is not of God. And your conversation must be seasoned with salt. Here's what Mark verse 9, chapter 9, verse 50 says, Salt is good, 
But if the salt loses its flavor, how would you season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace with one another, my friends. Necessary. You can't salt something if you're not salted. You must first have the salt so that you can salt up something else. And it's catching, spreads on. But if you don't have any salt, absolutely nothing you can do. Listen to me, my friends. Mankind lie in the pits of hell, in darkness, in despair, in ignorance, disillusion, wickedness. And Christ sent forth his disciples with their lies and doctrine, you and I, the same way, to season up the hopeless, the hopelessness of man, and bring them to the truth and flavor that is in Christ. Let me close quickly. He said, you're the light of the world. He also speaks to them being useful as being light. Just as salt is. And all Christian light, all Christians are light for, for the world, according to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 8. Here's what it said. For you were once in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk, the Bible said, as children of light. Now, because you are the light of the world, you must shine as light, my friends. You can't be light and in darkness at the same time. Shine as light. Philippians 2, verse 15 say, Do all things without complaining and disputing. That's a shining of light. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Some of you get up early in the morning to darkness, but some get up early to light. There's a big difference. When you go into the darkness, and then you come out into light, or if you're in darkness and then light comes. You notice the difference. My friends, that's exactly what it feels like. Big difference. When you, the light of the world, are able to walk into the lives of the discouraged, the depressed, the emotionally disturbed one, the painful hearts, those who are living every day on promises from others that never get fulfilled. That's what it feels like. Hear, hear me today. As a light, you're very conspicuous. You're conspicuous of the world around you. They see you. They know you. You're clearly visible. You stand out. And all eyes are upon you, those who see and those who don't see. The Bible said, a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. Hear me as I close today. The Christian that are remarkable and zealous in the service of God are beacons in the eyes of many. 
All your neighbors have their eyes on you. Some admire you. Some don't. Some wants to be like you. Some can't. Some rejoice in you. Some don't. Some hate you, envy you, despise you, my friends. But in all of that, you got to keep your thinking cap on. You are the light of the world. You're a beacon. You stand out. And you don't want to take your light and hide it under a bushel. You want to shine. Message of salvation is already put into the hands of you. That you are the light. Take it to the byways and take it to the highways. Take it to the small and great. And to the learned and the unlearned. To the trenches. And to the hills and to the gutters where the drunk is. And to the palace. To the kings and to the low ones. You are the light. You are the salt. Bring it home to the lives of those who have no idea what being in the light feels like and tasting good food with salt season, having a good seasoned life of grace tastes like. Bring it home to them. Father, thank you today. Touch the many lives that are broken. Those who are Christians, all of us, help us to walk in the light and help us to be the true salt of the earth that others may see and glorify God 